This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. going on guys welcome back to another episode of the becoming a better man podcast i'm your host dr jason wright and in this week's episode i want to talk about uh i want to talk about the big r right that big scary word for a lot of us maybe not now but at some point in the past it's been that way relationships let's talk about how real men handle relationships i, I can tell you from experience i know how not to handle them but you know, it's not just about me. I just happen to be the one talking here with the headset on, recording audio into my phone. But from what experiences I've had, from what I've seen, everything I've learned about the hard way, uh, I'm here to try and help pass it along, right? So let's talk about how, how real men handle relationships. Maybe you're somebody that's listening right now. And you're somebody that's in a rock solid relationship and you know, this isn't really a topic for you. Fantastic. Good for you. I think maybe in a lot of ways, this is something that could be beneficial for you to listen to and to look at, you know, in what ways do I might, or may I, you know, have some blind spots that I'm not paying attention to, you know, or maybe you're somebody who, um, has has found somebody and it's fairly serious can be a little rocky at times but uh it's it's more good than bad and there's definitely potential for going the long haul awesome yeah always a good thing there to listen to uh some perspective and some tips some pointers um ways to approach certain situations uh, via communication styles and conflict management and resolution Yada, yada, yada. Or maybe you're that guy who seems to act to themselves like they desperately want that kind of, you know, deep, meaningful, long lasting relationship, almost like that, uh, almost kind of like that storybook type of notebook thing, you know? Hey, ladies love the notebook, man. And, and I'll be the first one to tell you, it's always been one of my favorite movies. Not too proud to say it. But, it's that overly romanticized idea of what a real relationship looks like. Not always the case guys. So first of all, temper expectations. Um, there, there's a lot of ugly parts, but then that's the beauty of it. Right? So maybe you're that guy who, you know, keeps telling yourself that that's what you want. Yet none of your actions are aligning with that. You know, maybe you're that dude who's just all surface material. Because you don't want to do the hard work to look in the mirror and go, maybe I'm the one who's messing up shit. <laughs> maybe it's not everybody's crazy and I just can't find a good one. You're that guy who, like, you're flexing hard, right? Like, you've got the fucking timepiece. You don't even call it a watch. It's a timepiece. You know, like, you're showing that off. You're always showing off your your seltzers. 
and your drinks by the pool that you're enjoying all the time, your fancy trips that you're taking with some random new hot chick. Um, you know, you're, you're always talking about how you're making these amazing um, experiences and badass hobbies and shit like that. That just seems like, Oh man, all the ladies are going to love this. Yet you're that dude who, once you actually have a chance to talk to them, you wonder why they don't want to talk to you back. Right? Because you're lame, man. You're trying too hard. You don't even know who you are. That's the problem. You don't know who you are. You are so wrapped up in trying to portray an image that you don't know who you are. And I think, honestly, that can be said across the board from being just, you know, single and desperate to, you know, long-term relationship. Um, even sometimes, like, ma majority of the relationship, a great, happy relationship, okay? There's a lot of times where people, regardless of where you're at, especially guys, this isn't talked about enough, don't understand their identity, don't understand themselves. They're still wrapped up in this image of, you know, I'm supposed to be this type of man because this is what my dad taught me, or this is what my mom taught me, or this is what I've been told, um, you know, that my wife would want or that a potential wife would want. And so you're wrapped up in all this stuff and you're trying to figure out like, all right, what's my next move? Like, what's, what's that thing that that type of guy that they want to go for would do? And it's leading you to be totally disconnected from yourself. And what happens is <laughs> you get to that point of, look, things are going to get serious or they're not, or, Hey, you're going to get a second date or you're not. And a lot of it comes down to the fact that, dude, just like with a potential sale with a buyer, women can smell desperation, insecurity, and a lack of direction. AKA, this dude doesn't really understand who he is because he's given off a ton of different vibes. He's a chameleon. He's just like a shapeshifter. Right? He's obviously trying to tell me what I want to hear, and I'm not having it. So first of all, good on those women for, <laughs> for calling you on your crap. But secondly, if you can't see that that's the case, maybe it's time to start considering it. Maybe it's time to start thinking, like, do I really do this? And in what ways am I doing it? Right? Is it I'm always posting about how I want this idyllic romantic relationship, but then you go posting, you know, reels about, um, you know, all the dumbass shit you want to do with these rap songs in the background talking about fucking bitches and all that stupid shit. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like it, it's, you're trying to come off as somebody that is uber confident and, you know, just want to use and abuse women for your own gratification. Yet you can't figure out why you can't find a wife, bro. No self-respecting woman is going to want to put up with your shit. Even if that's how you are, like, really deep down, like a good dude that's respectful and, and really wants to do their part to be an amazing partner 
and a husband for their wife and potential father for their children. Yet you keep going around portraying this image of like Billy Badass don't give a shit about nothing. You're screwed, man. So you have to decide what's more important to you, right? The attention or the love because they're not the same. All right, so that's me talking to my, my single dudes right now that keep thinking that chasing success and attention and acclaim is what's going to land you that dream relationship. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much you try to say it doesn't matter, we all want to be loved and we all want to feel safe. Period. Bottom line. Most guys that complain about relationships and you know feeling like they're trapped in a prison feeling like it's a death sentence. You know, I've heard all the, I've heard all the things. They're guys that, um, you know, they've gone about it the wrong way. They're guys who picked the wrong partner. They're guys who gave off a version of themselves that wasn't true. Right? Like they came off as Romeo when they're dating and then turned into a trash heap after they said, I do. They stopped dating, right? They stopped trying to pursue their wife can't do that. That will make you feel trapped. Speaking from experience with somebody who's gone about relationships multiple different ways, I'll tell you the ones that don't work are the ones where you're trying really hard to be something that you think they're going to want. Period. Bottom line. The ones that do work out much better are the ones where you come out of the gate yourself. Authentic, genuine, honest, transparent. Ones that know that you've got a purpose and you're working towards something in your life. And if you're coming across saying that your purpose is just trying to make money, well, sorry. Because you have to think, there's probably a lot of women out there who married guys thinking that it was for the money. And then they realize, damn, I'm still not happy, even though, even though I've got all these things. That's why people cheat. That's why people end up doing stupid shit after they get involved with the wrong type of person for them. It's a massive miscommunication of two people who aren't in touch with who they really are and who they want to be. That's an important factor, too. It's not just who you are right now, but where do you hope to be? So this is regardless of, of whatever situation you're in, single, married, divorced, unhappily married, extremely happily married, you have to make sure that you're staying focused on what type of life do I want to have, aka what type of person do I hope to be if I'm not there already? What type of person do I need to become in order to achieve that life that I want. These are all really important questions to ask yourselves because if you don't ask them, you're not gonna know what actions you need to take to align you with that life. You don't just become it by accident. Relationships are great. They are great and they're also a lot of work, but not work as in like work where you have to force yourself to love and appreciate this other person. 
It's more so a lot of work on your own part, on yourself. Because you're going to have a partner who's going to need things. They're going to have needs. And they're also going to have to be able to meet the needs that you have if you've understood what they are and how to communicate them. Those are two important parts there. It's not not easy for a lot of guys to want to face one one of my needs. Uh, Sex and food? Nope. That's not it. I mean, they're parts of it. But what's the bigger picture? What are your needs, right? Do you have a need to feel communicated with, right? To be told the truth, to feel accepted, to feel loved and not have to put on a show, just loved for who you are. Those are all types of needs. And then being able to communicate them, right? Being able to say like, hey, it would be really helpful for me if when I feel this way, if I could have this from you, you know, or if I could hear this from you when I'm in these moments of X, Y, or Z, or it really upsets me and makes me feel A, B, or C whenever this happens Because while it may not be something directly that you've done, it makes me feel familiar with a past issue that I've had, you know, like whether it be with your family or an ex or whatever the situation. These are all important things, guys, that we have to be able to understand uh, in order for a relationship to work, because it's easy to get attracted to somebody. It's easy to be... um, you know, lusted after, lusting for somebody to feel, um, you know, this, this excitement about the attention. It's a whole nother thing to be able to maintain giving that level of affection. Because how many of you guys have gotten comfortable and just gave up? It happens. It totally happens. But how many of you have gotten to that point before, whether it be in a past relationship or a current one, where you go, damn, I feel like we've gotten so comfortable that I just don't know what can happen now. Comfort's not a bad thing. Comfort can be a bad thing when you stop trying, though. It can be a bad thing when you stop trying. Have you stopped trying? Those of you that are in relationships, that are in marriages. Here's kind of what I've learned as a result of ensuring once you, who is it? Um, John Kim. He's got some really good books, by the way. Um, I highly suggest you look him up. It's uh, one of the first ones I read. I used to be a miserable fuck. Great book. Uh, His other book that I read, Single on Purpose, pretty sure is the title of it, John Kim. Uh, I think he goes by The Angry Therapist uh, online. So so look him up. He's got really good stuff. But he makes this point about how, like, you know, you don't really experience true love until you swim out past the breakers. And so for those of you who are, um, you know, 
beach bums. If you've grown up on the beach, if you understand, you know, surfing at all, I don't, but I'll understand the terminology where it's like, you know, uh, a lot of times it's not until you get through all the, the hard stuff. Cause at first, like right up on the shoreline, it's beautiful, man. Like it's nice and calm. The water is just coming in and out over your feet up to the shins feels great. Like it's nice and warm, beautiful scene, beautiful. But then like you start going a little bit deeper, things get a little choppier, right? You've got rip tides and currents and things kind of pulling you this way and that way and the other. And, you know, it's bringing you guys closer together and it's pulling you guys further apart. And that's when you're working your way out through the breakers. Like it's, you're not really understanding where your relationship's at until you're tested. And you get to that point and it's like, okay, is this something or is it nothing? Like, is it something that can go further or is it something that we're just kind of spinning our wheels if we keep thinking that this is going to be a, a thing for both of us? Those are honest questions that you need to have with yourself um, because it's really not until you hit that adversity, right? When you're out there trying to get past the breakers that you really understand sometimes, where's this at? And when you get to that point, guys, like if it's something that's that's worthwhile and something that you want to keep pursuing and you're and she wants to keep pursuing, it's going to take work to kind of smooth that out, to get past it and into the smoother seas, right? There's a lot more depth there, though. And that's where it's really beautiful. There's a lot of depth. And it's not so shallow and surface level. And you know that you can feel a sense of, of calm and stability within that depth in your relationship. But to get there, it's not easy. You have to be able to go, okay, when, when, when she does something that upsets you, or when you do something that upsets her, both of you have to have that ability to go, where's this coming from? Like you have to have a deep understanding of what's shaped that person. What experiences have they been through that have, have kind of cultivated their reactions to things and their viewpoints on things and their values? Because that's going to be important to you. It can't just be all about you past that point. Like up to that point, you can probably get away with it for a little bit. Like, oh, I can make it about me. And like, you know, they're just happy to have somebody too. And so it can be really surface level and bullshit. But to get to that depth, right, you've got to be able to you got to be able to share some stuff, man. Like you got to be open and authentic and vulnerable in sharing a lot of the stuff that's hurt you along the way. Right. Being vulnerable isn't just like telling secrets. It's being able to go like, Hey, I have more emotions than just happy and mad. (laughs) You know, it's true. I've been there before. There for a long time. I thought those were the only two emotions I had. And then I realized that mad was actually a front for about six or seven other emotions. Afraid, scared, hurt, right? Uncomfortable, insecure. But what's the easier thing to do? Just get mad. Just get mad, get defensive, swell up on them. Because heaven forbid you admit that you're 
anything but happy or mad. But to get to that level of depth, guys, you got to be able to have those conversations. And a lot of it comes from being able to understand who you are. Are you doing what it takes to understand who you really are? Or are you trying to get caught up in just that story that you're telling yourself about who you think you are? Or maybe who somebody else has told you that you are. I'm supposed to be this guy, so I got to do this. Bro, none of that matters. Like, that's probably why you're stuck. You're not being who you are. You're not reconnecting with who you are in yourself. You've gotten lost in those layers of trying to put on different costumes. So if you want that, that relationship to work, you want it to be meaningful, man, you got to be able to just shed the layers. Reconnect with yourself and only then, and only then, will it be possible for you to have something meaningful with somebody else. That's the truth. In order for you to be like fully open and honest with somebody else, you got to start with yourself. Have you done that with you? So that way, when you do hit the breakers and the rough patches and that breaking point, do you have the ability, because you've done the work with checking in the mirror on yourself and who you really are and what your needs are, to where that way you can be able to understand what their needs are and how to better fill those needs. And you don't, here's the thing, guys, like you don't have to, like there's always a decision point where you can go, all right, here are my needs and here are their needs. And either they're not capable of meeting mine or I'm not capable of meeting theirs. And that's okay. But it's time to go our separate ways. But if you have that honest conversation with yourself and with your girlfriend, wife, fiance, whatever it is, you can have that conversation and go, all right, there's still something here. Like I can, I can do that. They can do this for me. But then understanding like that person well enough to know what makes them tick, what's formed their situations, their reactions, their beliefs, their triggers, because that's going to give you better information on how to approach some of those difficult conversations to approach, approach some of those, you know, rocky moments, they get turbulent, is knowing that, all right, well, this is how these type of things affect them. You know, if I say this a certain way, or if I behave in this manner, I know that that can probably trigger some stuff for them. So I need to make sure that I don't, while still being able to figure out how to communicate what I need in the process. It's a song and dance, guys. It's a song and dance. But I'll tell you this. When you find the one that it's worth doing it with, it's not something that feels like hard work to make it work with them. I'm telling you, the majority of the hard work comes from being able to face the ugly shit about yourself that you've been trying to overlook and maybe hide from your own self. 
Once that's done, then actual honesty and openness can take place in the relationship to where you can be now in a place of not having to hide so much and you can sit back and make it to where it's not about you. And that's not saying to neglect your needs. That's saying that you don't have to make it just about you. What can I get out of this? That's the question that you've been probably asking yourself for a long time. Not even consciously. How can this benefit for, how can this benefit me? All right. How can I protect my ego here? Well, guys, to make it work, you got to be able to sit there and go, screw the ego. Do we want this to keep working? At the end of the day, do we want this relationship to work out? And if the answer is yes on both parties, you've got a chance. But that comes from a thorough understanding of yourself. So that way you can better understand them. And so that way you two can communicate on how to better understand each other and how to slap the glue on the weak point in the boat and make it stronger. But I'm telling you now, like if you're too busy trying to portray an image, trying to look out for yourself, trying to see how much attention you can keep getting just so you can feel wanted, even though you're not really wanted at all. You got to learn to be open and honest with yourself. And only then will you be better connected to who you are and your actions will be better aligned with what you're trying to live. And that will be better attractive to that person who is better suited for you. And then you can get into that relationship phase where you can try and figure out, like, how do we learn more about each other? Is this something that's good for me? Is this something that's good for her? What are their likes and dislikes and their triggers and their fears? And you got to be able to have that two-way conversation. And then once you get out past the breakers, then you can realize, okay, this is, this is the thing. Like, this is it. Now, how do we keep this going? And it's just understanding how to navigate that turmoil when it comes up. But it all comes down to understanding yourself. So I'm sure all you married guys out there that are listening to this, I'm sure you can have some nodding in agreement looks as you're riding in your car right now, you're listening at your desk. All you single guys that can't figure it out yet, hopefully that's helped shed a little bit of light. Just know that like when you're single and desperate, that's when you do a lot of shit that just ends up hurting yourself. Connect with yourself and not be so wrapped up with connecting with somebody else. Because that gets tiring. <laughs> Who's the next one? Who's the next one? Who's the next one? And then you just like further lose yourself in that process of trying to figure out like, well, that didn't work. Who do I need to be this next time? Well, that didn't work. Maybe I need to be this guy instead. It's a sick merry-go-round, man. Got to get off of it. But guys, I'm telling you this, like, while a lot of you might need to just take a break from relationships, 
and seeking one out so you can better connect with yourself. Once you can make that happen, or if you're already there, you can attest to this. That thing can totally catapult your life into the next level when it's right, when it's good. They're not bad things. They're not things that you bad mouth around your buddies, talk shit about your significant other. That's not okay. So if there's an issue, you talk about it with each other. That's how it gets resolved. So guys, hopefully you've got that person out there. Or if you haven't yet, you're understanding how to go about connecting with yourself so you can have that person out there eventually. Because it can change your life for the better. But it's not going to be the thing that saves your life. You have to do that for yourself. Fellas, that's it for this week's episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. Hopefully something resonated with you. Hopefully something in my pacing around the room, speaking into the microphone resonated. It made sense. It hit home. If it did, please share it out with somebody that needs to hear it too. There is no better feeling than knowing that some of the really hard lessons I've had to learn can be helpful for somebody else's struggle. So I appreciate each and every one of you guys. Seriously, I do. Thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. I, I'm still like, I'm mind blown. I think this is going to be episode 46 by the time it posts. And as of the last time I checked the site, like something like 12,000 downloads have taken place since I started it. It's been almost a year. It's been almost a year. This was a hobby that I decided to do for my own sanity as a result of COVID starting to lockdown stuff. I'd lost my job. I had lost all stability. I'd lost contact with a bunch of people that I knew because I couldn't see them. I was in a new town. I didn't know anything. It was hard. And so it forced me to look at myself. And so I realized, hey, what better way than to just kind of like chronicle and spread some of this stuff that I've learned along the way in my own transformation, my growth journey with other guys that are just like me. So I'm, I'm deeply, sincerely appreciative to each and every listener that's even listened to just part of one podcast episode. And for those of y'all that have listened to every single episode and saved every one of them, love you too. You guys are great. So thank you again. I think this will post uh, leading up to like Easter. So hope everybody has a, a happy and safe Easter. Hope you're able to spend a little bit of time with your family. Um, but be safe. Take care of yourself, guys. Have a good relationship with yourself. Because that'll help you have a better relationship with somebody else. Guarantee it. Love you, brothers. And until next week, that's all we got. So that's it for this episode of Becoming a Better Man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, 
please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag, Becoming a Better Man, so that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families. 